it is that time, not for the Tuesday night flight, but for just like NXT, the takeover by the sideline junkies of WrestleManiacs, as we are bringing you the first interaction of us this WrestleMania week, which is the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. Uh, we had the 2020 and the 2021 classes of the Hall of Fame being inducted tonight. And then we are going to go ahead and talk about our feelings and emotions and such uh, in reference to the inductees of both classes. As you can see, uh, lighting himself up, a fresh one is the Nubian Sumo, Senor James, drinking on whatever the hell that concoction is of heart-burning doom. And then you also got the big guy, KG, ready to rock and roll in his new headset, balling in a Superman shirt with his uh, wiener uh, hairstyle. Oh, it's not visible now, it's gone. We don't, we're not going to get an appearance by the wiener? Nope. Don't get me in trouble this week. I'm trying not to. I got in trouble last week. Don't get me in trouble. James, uh, what you drinking and what you smoking? Well, the Nubian Sumo is powered by Figazano, Nicaragua, Havano, of which I've had in the past with y'all, so y'all are familiar with this one. And I'm sipping on a little Lusty Claw, one of my new favorites, in honor of the Hall of Fame tonight. Yep, that sounds like heartburn to me. Lusty Claw. Uh, yep, we're going to let James have that one. So tonight, uh, before we get started, wanted to say rest in peace to the 999 special, which sunset at 12.01 a.m. Monday morning, the WWE Network. Thank you for all the many years of glory of me just being able to click one button, go to the app and watch what I want and get a year's worth of content for the same amount that I would spend without commercials or even limited commercials uh, for WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble. Thank you, WWE Network. So there was some early tears shed yesterday knowing that it no longer existed. And tonight was another good night as always when it comes down to the Hall of Fame to get really nostalgic and reminiscent of our childhood. So. We had uh, both Hall of Fame ceremonies. The 2020 was our one, and 21 was our two. And the 2020 Hall of Fame was uh, led off by a wrestling god being JBL. So what you guys' thoughts on uh, JBL's speech and, and uh, his career? Well, it was just a shame that they didn't get to have the inductees, because I'm sure we would have got a out of it at some point. I agree. But uh, JBL put on a good speech, you know. Uh, my my only concern with the whole thing was the fact that there was it wasn't as natural as it usually feels, you know. With everybody, pro they probably used that uh, teletron that's above the ring as a teleprompter so they could read their speeches and whatnot, you know, and just the way that it came off, but. 
yeah, it, it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good for what it was. You know, they could only do so much with it. And JBL did a pretty good job with his speech. PG. Me personally, I always prefer uh, live uh, because, especially, I mean, uh, understand we're in a pandemic. I get it. I, I feel like James. I wish we could have gotten Ron Simmons. I wish Teddy Long would have been there because those stories off the road of JBL, Ron Simmons, and Teddy Long riding together, uh, that's a book right there. And that's just them three riding together. And, um, you know, I think everybody was allotted five minutes tonight. I think that uh, if they weren't allotted five minutes, you would have got a little bit more. But, you know, thinking about JBL, being able to look back and appreciate him as Bradshaw, as JBL, um, like, I'm like, damn, it's over already. Like, wasn't he just wrestling last week? But my mind is still stuck on rewind from 2000. So, no, I, feel you I enjoyed that. it, though. I you enjoyed it. About rewind, how crazy was it to relive some of those moments in a video package for uh, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, as uh, he got inducted uh, posthumously uh, through his uh, son, uh, his daughter, and his wife. And, but, well, the uh, was it the granddaughter, great granddaughter of Matilda, Buffy. granddaughter, granddaughter of Matilda, Buffy. So that, that was, uh, you know, interesting as well to watch some of those big moments between um, uh, the British Bulldog and and Bret Hart, and and you know, seeing him part of the Hart Dynasty uh, in some of those matches, and and man, you know, it's just something about hearing that music and. and not only that, but the, the the announcing and just hearing the British Bulldogs being announced, or Davy Boy Smith. Um, I mean, just fake's voice, just tied into all of that, just immediately takes you back to the 80s and, and early 90s. So, I mean, what do you guys think about uh, uh, finally British Bulldogs? I mean, we're one step closer to Owen. I don't think so. I, I, I don't. I don't think it's one step close because I don't think Martha. Martha's not going for that. And to know her side of the story and everything that we know now, especially out the dark side of the ring, you can see why. But uh, to see Davy Boy Smith go in, um, did it bring it brought back memories? Because I remember watching the British Bulldogs on Superstars on Saturdays after Soul Train. Mm-hmm. You know, and. I had to hit my sister up. I said, yo, you remember when we asked mom for a, a bulldog so we could name her Matilda? And she told us no. And we was like upset for like six weeks. I mean, that was a dream of ours to have a fucking bulldog. Like, to be the British Bulldogs. It, it, it was a dream. You know, that was one of the best tag teams growing up. And then, you know, when you got that whole, the whole family coming together and you got that heart dynasty. I just wish it could have continued for the next generation, which it almost did. But I wish it could have continued full-fledged. But uh, long overdue. Great to see him finally go in. Um, I just I just wish that he was here to see it, to be honest. I agree. I agree. 
What about you, James? I would have liked to have seen Harry more in, the, in character doing it. You know, I thought I found it interesting that he called him, that he didn't call him dad, he called him Davy. Right. You know, I would have I would have liked to seen uh Harry more into his British Bulldog Jr. character inducting him in. But um yeah, it was it was good. He did a good job. Um yeah, now it that that took me back to a story that I had. Um I used to when I was living in when I was living in Atlanta before I started working for ESPN Zone. I was living in College Park across the street from the Marriott down there by the airport. College Park down in Cali Cali Park, Cali Park, Georgia. (laughs) And what I would do is I would go to the airport. I would go to the hotel to the Marriott, which is where the wrestlers, most of the wrestlers, would stay at that Marriott. And I would go to that uh, hotel and take the shuttle bus to the airport to catch the train. So on one of these days, the, the wrestlers were in town. I wasn't expecting to see anybody. I just went over there to try to get to, get to the train. And I got on the shuttle. And the whole heart foundation, all of them, were on that bus. And I sat beside Davy Boy Smith. And... <laughs> And we and uh, I was sitting next to Davy Boy Smith. I was sitting across from Brett and Anvil, and Owen was sitting kind of in the back, kind of to himself. And so you know, but and I was kind of sitting there all quiet, not you know, because you know I didn't want to mark out, and I didn't want to bother him, you know. But uh, I was just sitting there, and it was like, and so Davy Boy turned over, his t- turned to me, and said. You doing all right today? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing great. You know, y'all here for a show? Yeah, yeah, we here for a show. Yeah, well, uh, y'all have a good night. You know, have a good show. Got off the bus and went on my merry way. That was a great day for me that day. But uh, yeah, it was good to see him get in finally. That's some that's some strong and testing look forward to right there because I would have lost my. <laughs> like what? Like that been the closest. Like, hey man, hey man, do you know the killer bees? <laughs> <laughs> now, if I was gonna ask him anything, I was gonna ask him if I could get a pair of those Zumbas they had. They had, you know, because you know, I think if if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Davy Boy was involved in uh, the wrestlers getting getting involved with Zumbas and whatnot. He was part of he was part of getting that get putting that together. So they were, he was, could have uh, got a special um, visit to the heart dungeon. Like if I catch the uh, the greyhound up there, am I good? <laughs> Stu gonna let me in? No, I ain't, I ain't trying to get stretched by Stu. Shoot, we could be watching you right now. You could be in the Hall of Fame. Like that's gotta be James. <laughs> Well, I already told you I was about that close and three. I was about this close and three thousand dollars away. You could have been wrestling Yokozuna. I could have been Yokozuna. <laughs> yeah, oh, in those days, I could have been Yokozuna. I don't know. You're a little darky. I don't know. I don't know if we could. <laughs> they would have believed that when he came from Japan. But speaking of Japan, good segue, by the way. Uh, especially since you know that's your area of expertise with Jess. 
that's just Nubian, but uh, arguably one of the best uh, cruiserweights in existence. Somebody that I was a fan of for many, 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 many years. Uh, also went in and he got to uh, do his, his speech as well. Jushin Thunder Liger. Um, man, one of the best talents, period, in the world. So uh, I know, James, you got some uh, some good uh, throwback stories for that, I would imagine. Oh, I mean, come on. Uh, him and... Him and Brian Pillman, you know, classic. Him and um, Eddie Guerrero, even when Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero was the Black Tiger in Japan, you know, mm-hmm. classic matches there. Uh, him and Chris Benoit is the Pegasus Kid. Uh, yeah, uh, him and Dean Malenko. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you, Sting. I mean, there, were, there would be no cruiserweights. There would be no light heavyweights. There would not be a cruise, a light, a, a X division style, or um, anything as far as the cruiserweight division or the high flyers or anything of that nature without Jushin Thunder Thunder Liger. So, yeah, yep. he's just getting his just due. How about breaking down doors, barriers? It's just leaving a body of work that you know this younger generation. Hopefully, they put a lot of his content up there for people to see. To enjoy between you know WWE, uh, WCW, and you know what they can squeak in from uh, the Japanese circuit. I mean, just just a talent, James. And, uh, j- and just remember, remember now, he just retired last year. Yeah. Yeah. He just retired last year, so you know he's got. A, he, he, when you talk about body of work, I mean. You got you got James Storm who just uh, celebrated his 1,000th match in T- TNA slash Impact. You imagine how many uh, matches Jushin Thunder Liger's had in oh, his? Because yeah. when did he when did he start? He started what late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. And then you know that was under the the old style of working. You know, three four times uh, a day on Saturday and Sunday. You know, no weekends off. You're lucky if you get a holiday. You know, the the real regiment of how uh, pro wrestling used to be. KG, what's your thoughts? I forgot that he retired just last year. You know, he's been wrestling so long. I didn't even think of him as retired. Mm-hmm. I thought he was still performing, but I forgot because we did a whole show on his retirement. Mm-hmm. To sit here and think about it, I'm like, damn. Because I'm thinking, well, you know, he should have been there a long time ago, but he was still active. No. Man. Well, speaking of... Well, so you don't necessarily he, have to be not active now. I mean, look at Edge. Yeah, true indeed. And, so, you know, to, to look at it, look at what transpired from him. The cruiserweights that have come because of him. You know, that's a whole... And, and, and I mean, in mainstream because you know we got that in mexico we got it overseas but to get it in wwe and to get it in wcw at the time was a rarity and look at what it did that's beautiful man that i mean i mean not only for his body of work in the ring what he did to bring other cruiserweights into the ring 
you know, you got to throw that on his resume, too. You got to throw a lot of things on his resume. So, uh, absolutely, positively. One of the greats and well-deserved. Yep, I agree. And speaking of body of work, I'd be remiss if I didn't say live long and prosper as uh, one of the greatest uh, shrimp and boat captains, <laughs> greatest captains of all time, uh, William Shatner got inducted into uh, the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame. So Captain Kirk is now uh, boldly going into the Hall of Fame with other greats. So um, I know he is in, in phenomenal company, especially since I guess the last time with Regis uh, was the last, uh, was 2019, wasn't he? Or was that earlier? I could be mistaken. I'm not sure. I have to go back and uh, double check that for uh, who was in 19. I thought it was Regis, but I could be mistaken. But uh, the, the Shat Man went in, which was pretty cool. And that uh, segued right into the Bella Twins, who are rumored that may come back. KG, Diva Search, uh, almost winners. Um, the Bella Twins, new moms, almost simultaneously 22 hours apart. Uh, the stepdaughters to John Laurinaitis, former dance with you, you know what? Business women. I was uh, I was tooling around on Twitter, and I they because I didn't I didn't didn't catch their induction. I was uh, running a, a errand because of course something had to come up while the induction was on. But um, I had to run an errand. But I heard that they piped in one more match. So you know that's official. They're gonna have one more match, right? Allegedly, ain't no allegedly. That was the the deal sealer right there. You piped it in into the Thunderdome. One more match. The chant. One more match. Let's not talk about the piping. Some of that piping was kind of out of place to me. If I had to nitpick, because just didn't. I don't know. Just didn't feel authentic. I think right. they should have had the superstars. They should remove the ring. And had seating in front. That's just me. Well, you know that's not. And now if they would have did it in Texas, they could have did it because uh, Texas is selling out baseball stadiums. Well, why so. can't they do it in Florida? AEW has a crowd. Yeah, but Florida has a little bit more stricter COVID protocols than Texas. You know, Texas has lifted everything. Everybody has been COVID tested, and they're wearing masks. Yeah, but here's the thing: you got people, you know, an audience coming in, and then. No, Florida I'm being a hotbed. I'm talking about the wrestlers. Yeah, but still, Florida's being a hotbed. You still got to take extra precautions. Even if you being tested, Florida's a hotbed. People are coming back from spring break. And, you know, hey, I'm safe. They're popping up with case after case. Like, Maryland had 1,600 cases last week alone. Jeez. Why don't you stop kissing the same person? Thir- what was it? In Detroit, I think it was 3,800 in the last two weeks. It's real out here. It's real in the field. Now I can come back down here to uh, South Carolina. We're on a decline. People won't stay in the house enough for us to go on a decline up here. So <laughs> it get hot, and everybody want to go outside. Want to stand around and parlay. And not me. About the, uh, the the twins. Well, well I mean, oh, they, uh, no, you you finished? No, 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 you go. Okay, well, um. You can look, but you can't touch. <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, I mean, they were very influential in, in getting a lot of uh, in a lot of female wrestlers over. You know, they a lot of a lot of the female women contribute them to being the beginning of the revolution, women's revolution. Um, it, they are they are deserving. They are deserving. Uh, especially with everything that they've done outside, as far as Total Bellas and Total Divas, and 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 that franchise taking off, yeah, they have they have a place. They have a place. Speaking of places, the Warrior Award for 2020 went to uh, Titus O'Neil, uh, who is also definitely deserved for all the philanthropic work. Uh, that he's been doing outside the ring um, for the WWE as well as for his own personal um, charities and such, helping uh, pre-COVID, during COVID, um, holidays for kids and everything. Um, he's always been one of the first people to jump on and do anything he could through the Be A Star program and, and everything else. So very deserving um, for him to be recognized at the WWE because he's been recognized throughout other areas and, and um, circuits for where you're, you're doing uh, great things for people. He's been recognized and gotten awards and stuff. So I'm quite sure this one is probably extra special since it, it's a home award, so to speak, um, you know, from uh, his, his wrestling family to be recognized and shoot. Uh, anybody should be honored to have any association with um, the principles of the ultimate warrior. So I thought, uh, Titus O'Neil, hell yeah, uh, a great, 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 great representation and band ambassador for uh, the spirit of the Warrior Award. I'm quite sure you fellas agree with that. You think you think this is Vince's way of saying, "All right, we good now." Possibly. You think Vince still having a grudge from that? Uh, that time? Hey, I think hey, Vince is known for holding grudges now. Come on, so. wait, wait, wait. What am I forgetting? This is, oh gosh, what was it where uh, Titus ribbed uh, Vince? As he no, was it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a rib. He, he it, there was, it was some. It was some kind of uh, celebra celebration of somebody. Something. Now, all. The, yeah, it was on Raw. All the wrestlers were up on the stage, and everybody was getting ready to leave. And Stephanie walked in front of him; was, was coming. Vince was getting ready to walk in front of him, in front of Stephanie, and he grabbed Vince by the arm so Vince Stephanie could go first. Being, I guess, being gentlemanly, and that turned into a whole big thing with uh, him getting thrown under him getting thrown under the bus, pretty much. You know, as far as his character and whatnot. So, um, yeah. Well, I thought it'd been good after he went under the ring. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That just added to what was already going on. You can't be mad about that. Like, you got to eat that humble pie. Well, he ate something, all right. <laughs> he ate that ring. He ate whatever was under that ring to stop his ass from going hey. forward. <laughs> And the stories from the boys in the back say sometimes you don't want to be messing around with stuff under the ring. 
I think it was the Undertaker said he said somebody shit it in a bag and put it under the ring and he had to hide under the ring that night. Yep. I, man, I, you don't want to mess with the boys in the back when it comes to going under the ring. And they probably did that as a rib, knowing that he was going to be up under there mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Well, speaking of uh, people that did uh, some ribbing and, and you know, were interesting in the back, the main eventers for 2020 was none other than the NWO proper being Hall, Nash, Hogan, and on the placard, the main placard, it said six, which I thought was interesting, or they could have went with X-Pac, or they could have went with Sean, you know, but uh, it was very interesting to see that they uh, they represented for six-pac, and uh, we had the NWO going in to the Hall of Fame. I wish we could have had a little bit more speech time for them, Um Considering, which I still think is weird, why are we cutting it, even though we're on Peacock, but it's only airing on Peacock on the WWE tab? So it's not like it's interfering with, to the best that I could tell, any other programming shows or there's nothing live being played on Peacock per se, like a television show. So why... Are you segmented to two hours? Well, it's probably the way they got it set up because, I mean, in me watching it, I mean, it was like right after, right after they, I mean, right after the second the second half of it, it just went dark. Nothing else came after it, you know, it's like, like on the network, the network would have shown some kind of show or kept things going, kept things going. Where this, I mean, I still got the free, the uh, whatever are they have a, up, you know. You free part of Peacock? Huh? Are you on a free part or did you do the four ninety nine? No, nah, I did the nine ninety nine. Right now, right, right now, right now, there's that right now is the screen that came up that that was up before that allows you to go on to it. Oh, I don't you know. Hit the, you hit the yeah, because my there's yeah, nothing showing I, on I, my I, night except for to, uh, straight into 2021. Yeah, no, no, mine went straight into 2021. But I'm saying after Kane went um, finished his speech, it went oh, dark. Yeah, yeah. It, it went it went dark almost because it was pre-taped. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's so why segment yourself for two hours when you could do more time? At least for the main eventers, they they could have given them. 15 minutes for four people. Like, why, why not? But, you know, that was also my issue with uh, the network, period, is if it's your own network, it's your own streaming, why are you not allowing the overrun? And uh, that one time, when which I applauded, when Shane McMahon was on the Broken Skull session, and they were telling him to wrap up, and Shane said, uh, I could have swore I owned this company. So why the hell are you wrapping me up? We can keep going if we want to. You got damn right, Shane. <laughs> right. Like you better stop playing around. So, uh, what do you think about uh, the 2020 induction class? Minus Batista, because we know uh, Batista through um, prior commitments, uh, and he's got a movie about to come out actually too, uh, which looks pretty interesting. I think it's 
uh, something roulette or something like that. I saw a quick glance of it that he tweeted out, uh, but uh, he's got prior commitment, so he wasn't able to really do anything. And he asked uh, if they could postpone his induction until next year. I would imagine when he has a time to do stuff. But uh, other than that, what you guys think about uh, 2020? Speaking of Batista, I mean, you you seem like a pretty big Batista fan yourself. Did uh, People's Choice Don Rodriguez? Did you go to see Stuber? Uh, actually, I did watch it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty decent. Oh, you watched it? You didn't go to the movies to see it? Uh, hey, man! First and foremost, uh, <laughs> me going to movies means I'm taking the kids with me, and that's an expensive affair. So you gotta you gotta cherry pick those. But I didn't. Oh. I didn't uh, Cody it or nothing like that. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not worried about that. No, nah, I'm just messing with you because I went to see it the first night it came out and I actually enjoyed it. I, that's a movie I've watched over and over. But, uh, but yeah, you but know, I watched 20, it. 2020 was beautiful. Um, It was good. It's always good to see Jerry the King Lawler. Always. That's 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 always the highlight for me. Um. Why did he sound like he was being um like he was narrating a story time the whole time? <laughs> the whole time I mean it see the whole time he was speaking, it was it was, it was like he was narrating a, a story time episode. Well, that's why I gotta give credit to uh Titus for helping him break character when uh, Titus was trying to get him to do the millions of dollars. Other than mm. that, I mean they they, they regimented uh that thing Real tight, which I understand is a production, but you could do it. I mean, y'all can have some leeway if you want to. Yeah, that's the the part that got me. It was it, it seemed like more of a TV production than it did a Hall of Fame celebration. It wasn't much celebrating going. It just seemed very cut and dry. Thank you for the award. Um, I'm happy to be here. You know, it wasn't. I expected NWO to be rowdy like daggone DX was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Even with no crowd, I expected them to be rowdy. I, I mean, that's NWO. And one thing I took away from that NWO thing, looking at X-Pop, he looked more like Neville. Am I the only one that noticed that? <laughs> yeah, so instead of him looking like Six-Pop, he looked like Pop. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. I found that a, 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 I got a kick out of that. They should have taped the 2021 second, so that way the boys could have had a, a, a magic spray can that appeared and, and sprayed the the podium or something like that. Spray painted the podium. Uh, NWO, you know, did something. Or they could have did the uh, the WWE version of the NWO cutaway. Where just all kind of like the, the what do you call I was it? A, I was at least expecting it to go black and white. It's something, yeah. They, they could have I was at look. least expecting it to go black and white, and you know, and and you know, until they came out and then put it back in color. <laughs> yeah, but, no, yeah. Whatever, Kevin Nash actually had the the most poignant um, part of the uh, the acceptance. Hogan was Hogan, but you know, uh, Pop was Pop. I would rather uh raise Well this 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 Sean's second time around, so you know he wasn't gonna be he wasn't gonna say too much. 
Yeah. So that is uh, 2020. He, he wasn't as influential with NWAO with, uh, as he was with uh, DX. DX, yeah. He was way more uh, influential with DX. You know, because he was a European champion. He was a light heavyweight champion. He was always... You saw him practically every week when he was a part of DX in some shape. Well, he was he was he was United States champion with with uh, NWO. When he was with NWO, what was his biggest feud? That I couldn't tell you. Now, when he was with DX, his biggest feud was Shane McMahon. Most people say that's not really a feud, but they feuded over that European championship Mm -hmm. and it ping ponged back and forth. And that was some of the best wrestling because Shane, I think that 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 opened Shane up to be a better wrestler, right? And he was a he became a better worker with that feud. That's yeah, my take, opinion. He was taking a master class. I agree with that because you can't take uh, ability away from uh, Sean Waltman at all. His capabilities in the ring was just you know bar none at that point. So yeah, Shane was learning uh, on the job, so to speak. At that point, so uh, I agree with that. But then we go to the high part of tonight, and that is pun intended because the first 2021 inductee was Mr. Rob Van Dam. The whole effing show, which they couldn't say, Mr. Monday Night, which they wouldn't say, uh, Rob Van Dam. Who uh, I, I thought it was interesting coming from a very we've approved all of your five minute uh, speeches to Rob Van Dam. Actually, it seemed like to me he was just flying off the hip. He was. He was. He was. The, he was probably the only one that didn't read off of the teleprompter. Only one. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, I thought it was interesting, though, Rob. Only person you didn't think was Paul Heyman by name. But every, he did mention Sabu, so I'm like, that's good enough. <laughs> well, that's, there is what? there yeah. is no Rob Van Dam without Sabu. So he had to he had to say Sabu. Especially I, since his uncle it was him and his uncle that actually trained him. Right. So But did you guys notice when they showed Paul Heyman on the uh on, on the video package it said Paul Heyman WWE personality personality yeah what the fuck was that that's what he is he's not a wrestler I think he's he's not a I, I think, he's not a, he's not considered a superstar I think he's bigger than a personality though well, that's no, my point he's in the same category with Adam Pierce and the road agents they they appear on TV but he has the character name of the special counsel to the tribal chief, universal champion, blah, 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 blah. He has a character name of being, um, oh gosh, uh, the, the stuff with Brock Lesnar. So that's a character name, but yeah, that's what he is. He's, you know, on air talent. I just, I just thought it was disrespectful. That was just my. I mean, maybe I'm just, I'm grabbing at hairs and yeah, you try. You try to start trying to incite violence. I woke up this morning and I chose violence. <laughs> <clears throat> so, 
That's James every morning. <laughs> and you know this, man. Found myself gun. Well, we, we trying to rehab James out of that. Because every time he wake up and try violence, he end up costing the sideline junkies money. Nothing to say about That's what I thought. Nothing to say. Hold on. <laughs> uh oh. He break. Oh, I thought he's breaking out the props. No. <laughs> he, about do, he, about, he, do, he about to do something stupid. Why got me like that? He getting set up. You, because you work. You working too hard for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just getting all giddy because uh, my first boo, uh, one of my biggest crushes, got inducted tonight, and that was uh, Molly Holly. Nor Greenwald, so I was. Oh, so that's what he was looking for—the Vaseline. That's what it was. Yes, absolutely. He's looking for the Vaseline and the tissue. Yep. For that one, yes, absolutely. <laughs> let me let me ask you, gentlemen, a question because I know I heard this. Um, they called her Holly Molly a few times, didn't they? Well, that was just Sasha Banks. That was just Sasha Banks. Yeah. I swear I heard it out the Sasha Banks too. Maybe she I was just trained to hear it. She was just trying to get it, dig herself out, but she kept saying Holly Molly. <laughs> and then at the end, I think somebody said Molly Holly. And then they, which was that supposed to have been one of your biggest inspirations. That was edited that they left that in there. No, they left they left it in there because it was kind of funny. It was like, you know, it was like a natural thing. So, you know, I mean, everything else is contrived and scripted, so why not, you know, give me Yeah. But she had a she had a <laughs> speech. I don't like the fact that she was married, but you know, that's a whole other story right there. Uh I have to take that beef to the grave. That's still my boo. Before that was a, a Nia Jax for y'all, that was a Molly Holly for me. All I could think about is like, man, hit me with the Molly go round. Now here's the thing though, with Molly Holly, it was always when she was uh uh, uh with Hurricane Helms. But oh yeah, but no no, I followed Mighty her Mighty. WCW. No no no, and I'm before, saying that's when I was like I was a fan of her yeah? <laughs> way back when she got up to WWE. I was I was pumped, but no, trust me, I was following her from the beginning. Yeah, I, I I could see. Never mind. Let me go. Let's just go ahead and move on. <laughs> Because I can see that going left. Let's go ahead and move on. Right, so you say something about my boo. We're going to have misunderstanding. Wasn't going to say anything about it. I mean, she's thinking in a bowl of cold about, grits like she used to be. But say come on, let's go. So roommate, um, and that's uh, seven, seven, three, 240 plus pounds of the great Kali. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. And I'm going to say this. Let me get close so you can hear me. I think it's a travesty that he got into the WWE Hall of Fame before Vader. Oh, Vader! Vader! Vader is gonna have a hard time getting in. Because, because uh, uh, I was looking at a video on I was looking at a video on YouTube the other night of the eleven wrestlers who will never get into the WWE Hall of Fame. And his was first. Well, before him, I'm quite sure Warrior was number one. So you can never say never. 
But here's the thing. Before sure his the warrior, the Macho was number one. So you can't True. never say never. But be, only before one Vader's death one is Chris Benoit. Before Vader's death, he lobbied for it. His son lobbied for it. Everybody, you know, we all lobbied for it because he deserved it. When you talk about big man wrestling, to be 400 pounds and able to hit moonsaults off the top rope, it's unheard of. What he did in the business is unheard of. Him and the beast from the east, Bam Bam Bigelow. We're talking about a wrestling hall of fame. We're talking about a WWE hall of fame, and WWE owns everything. They own uh, WCW, AWA. If I'm not mistaken, they own USWA. They own everything from the past, so they own all of that. So you're taking all that whole entire career, and you're making it into a case to put him in the WWE Hall of Fame for what he did inside the ring. Same thing with Chris Benoit, what he did inside the ring, one of the most technical wrestlers to ever grace the squared circle. Now, well, I know I'm talking to the wrong tree with Benoit, but Vader should be in. He should have been in before Kali. I'm sorry. I love great Kali. Always loved his character. Always loved his enthusiasm. Loved him in the young, longest yard. Oh, my balls! Favorite line. <laughs> but you got to put Vader in. Vader has to be in. You can't keep doing this to some of the all-time greats. Like, your your Hall of Fame is the end-all, the be-all. You can't keep doing this. Well, they could probably blame Peacock now since Peacock is editing out uh, past content anyway. So <laughs> they'll just say Vader never existed on no Peacock. No offense, but really, why the hell are y'all editing out content? But yet I can watch the COVID uh, vaccination episode of South Park. We're talking about South. I mean, just think about that. We know how far South Park will go. Matt and Trey will go in, on their South Park show. And then we talk in birthing a hand. I mean, I know it's a little controversial because people are a little sensitive these days with the, uh, the Generation X Nation of Domination blackface thing. You know, so, you know, but still it happened. Leave it in. You know, the, the, I didn't hear him take up taking any of the um the, the crucifix uh sacrifice thing of Stephanie McMahon with the ministry. I haven't heard of that being uh pulled yet. But you know, there's some other stuff that they're going through just slashing away, making it not exist on this product that exists. But that's a whole other story. But I will say that great Kali had a great theme song. And you know, as soon as you heard that. That, that that music hit get you pumped. Didn't know what the hell they were saying, but it got you pumped. I can see James now. He's pumped now. You ready to try to sing it? We probably uh, get kicked off uh, YouTube for uh, being racist or something or screwing up whatever the, they were singing in that theme song. I'm not touching so, that. Yep. <laughs> Which what theme song was that? I'll touch it. What? <laughs> I'm not going to try to uh, do that. And speaking of which uh, theme song was that? I'm, 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 I'm looking at. I'm going to check. Kali's music. No, no, no. <laughs> you sure about that? Yeah, I'm sure. We can't do it. Can't do it. But if you want to sing any parts of uh, the Celebrity Wings uh, 2021 inductees music. 
you could go ahead and do that since uh, Ozzy Osbourne was inducted into the celebrity wing this year. So if you want to sing some Ozzy songs, you're more than welcome. Crazy. Because that's how it goes. That's it. That's all, that's that's all, all, that's all I'm getting. That's all I'm getting. That's, that's it. The long but career of Ozzy Osbourne. That's, that's what we if got. If you ever listen to Crazy Train, you'll understand how relevant it is. Yeah, I know. I thought you were going the lyrics to vicious. Or something. But, I mean, uh, that's fine. We'll, we'll take that. We'll take it. And then, uh, Mr. Controversy creates cash himself. Taking it from uh, Eric Bischoff. Going in easy. The number one rival to Vince McMahon. Actually, no, I'm sorry, number two, because he only rival to Vince McMahon, of course, showing his eyes is Vince McMahon. But um, Eric Bischoff, James, you down at ATL shouting? I'm quite sure you yeah. was uh, walking back and forth in front of the CNN Center. On numerous occasions. I know, uh, you know, you may have popped in the Phipps Arena a couple times and, you know, a couple of things at the OG Georgia Dome. So what's your thoughts on, uh, I guess we'll call that hometown, Eric Bischoff? I mean, uncontroverted. There's no reason why, there's, there's no reason why he should not be in the WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, 83 weeks. Even named a podcast after it. 83 weeks that WCW was ahead in the ratings against WWE. Almost took WWE down at, at one point. So, I mean, who else can say that they did that? They did that? Who else can put that in on their resume? Uh, KG, I don't think you did that. He didn't say that you had to actually do it. He said, who else can say they did it? I can say I did it. I didn't do it, but I mean, damn. <laughs> well, I'm, quite, I'm quite sure uh, Tony Khan may be trying to take a run at that. Well, he well, he, he doesn't have 83 weeks straight. He, he's got a couple that he slipped on, but that was WrestleMania. So, I mean, what can you say? Well, you know, Eric Bischoff will say I took WrestleMania week two. But um, well, I mean, yeah, but I'm but we talking about we talking about WWE when the Attitude Era was just getting created versus WWE now the the monster that it is. So I mean, hey, we'll see. Yeah, time will tell. Spoiler alert or uh, early uh, early hey, just so you know. Mike Tyson is coming back to AEW allegedly this Wednesday, and he's supposed to have some major interaction. So be ready, be prepared for Iron Mike Tyson making his return, uh, and he may actually get to wrestle Cold Stone. You the man, Cold Stone. You the man. Y'all remember that? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the heck? Cold Stone. Who the hell is Cold Stone? He was thinking about ice cream. Ain't nobody going yeah. to try to correct them be like, Mike, it's no, no, not with Tyson. You're going to be Cold Stone today. I'm quite sure that was the one time also was like, 
I'm B. Cold Stone today. Baddest <laughs> man on the planet. I ain't going to tell Mike Tyson still when he could pack a punch. Then, what, 20 years ago, um, yeah, he'd have killed him. Yeah, it ain't, like, it ain't like old boy that went up to Steve Harvey Sunday and was like, oh, man, it's, it's D nice, not nice. <laughs> <laughs> We we as black people give each other nicknames. You know, I, I call him nice because he's nice. But, you know, it'll come to me talking about <laughs> his name is D-Nice. So I got to call him D-Nice now. Have I told you I hate Steve Harvey? But I digress. I, I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and leave it alone. Because, uh, hmm. No, let's just talk about it. Really quick, we're not even gonna talk about Sunday. Sunday was just epic in, in, in itself. I stayed up late doing that whole versus. James, do you watch the Family Feud? No, <laughs> KG, do you watch the Family Feud? I watch clips, I, I don't I don't really watch much TV anymore. My nose is always in a book. So, well, my only issue with the Family Feud is people get on a show that don't know how to play the Family Feud. And it's every episode of this modern since Steve Harvey Steve Harvey took it over. And there was one time I thought was really funny where people that did watch the Family Feud did what you should do on a Family Feud. So it was one of those weird questions that you know eight uh, eight answers on the board, and they won the question at the little showdown thing, and it was uh, number two, and it was one of them like. We ain't gonna get this question. So they passed it. And Steve was like, What? You pass it. Obviously, the other team couldn't do it. They got the three strikes. It went back. They got the one done. Hey, it's a straight strategy. It's strategy. This is not the first time it's happened. No, it's not. But to Steve Harvey, uh, he was like, I don't understand what you're doing. To all the other people, they're like, I don't understand what they're doing. If you didn't watch the OG Family Feud, Richard Dawson himself was like, you don't need to play every single one. You strategically pass the ones that are going to be more difficult. So they do all the work, and then they exile, and you take the credit and get all the points because they couldn't finish. Right. So I just was just curious because that, that still astounds me to this day when they're like, we're going to play, Steve. Why would you play? And that's why you lost the game, dummies. Strategy. Strategy. So, no segue, and nothing goes from strategy to this, but the Warrior Award was awarded to um, uh, Rich Herring, uh, who has been around with the WWE for, what do you say, uh, 50 years, right? Yeah, you said it'd be 51 this year. Yeah, 50, 51 years. He married uh, Macho and uh, Liz back at SummerSlam 91, um, and he's been uh, one of those unsung heroes uh, and the uh, the offices of WWE, just like uh, Sue Hutchison, um, that uh, has just done a lot for everybody and I guess was one of the integral parts of bringing the Warrior Award to life, as well as uh, immediately taking care of uh, the Ultimate Warrior, what I would call one of the, the second biggest tragedy um, in WWE history, being that we saw him on Monday and he passed away on Tuesday. You know, that was rough. Uh, so we're not going to talk too much more about that and get to the 2021 headliner, and that being the icon, St oh, I'm sorry, wrong, wrong Hall of Fame, sorry, lost it, my bad, 
Um, it is the big red machine, Kane. KG, what's your thoughts on uh, the big red monster? What can be said about the mayor of what city? What is that? Knox County. What else can be said about him? I mean, I was thinking about it as he was talking. And I said, damn. It's because of Kane we got the Inferno matches, which I really do miss. You know, with the the gas piped in and the flames that went around the ring and they were lit and they could jump to seven to ten feet high. And they would, you know, a, a slam would come in the middle of the ring and the flames would jump. You know, you got things like that. You got uh, Austin wrestling. Uh, who was it? It was uh, Austin wrestling Kane in the first blood match. And the Undertaker smacking him upside the head, giving Kane the win. Uh, Austin losing to Kane and the Undertaker at the same time to lose the WWF title. Man, the Brothers of Destruction, whichever incarnation that you want to take, which I wish they would have kept together as a tag team because their careers would have, I mean, we'd still be talking about Brothers of Destruction as tag team champions for the, the 10th year straight. But, oh man, I, it's not much I can say about Kane that ain't already said. The dude is 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 one of my all-time favorite uh, wrestlers. One of the best entrance themes. Um, I found out the song that he came down to, the one with the words. Mm-hmm. It's called Slow Chemical by Finger Eleven. It's one of the staples of a couple of my playlists because it gets me hyped the hell up. Um, was, it a, was it a pie? Was it a no. No, fun music volume three. Was it on volume four? Not the one. No, wasn't on volume four. I think they put it on. They put on the anthology. Yeah, yeah, but it was on a. It was on another one. Um, The the rock one where the rock and roll one where that's the one where uh, break the glass uh, that has the words for uh, Stone Cold. Oh, oh, you talking about? um, I was all the same. What is that? Um, Ruthless aggression. Ruthless aggression, yeah, yep. Because that's that also had uh, Chris Benoit's uh, theme on there too. By yep. uh, oh man, I can't think of the name of the group, but they don't perform the song anymore. The song is not available anywhere anymore. Fun fact, fun. huh? Fun fact, yeah. Who was originally supposed to get that song? Ooh, Benoit's okay. song. Mm-mm. Kane's song, the one y'all talking about with the words. It was supposed to go to somebody else first. Wasn't that wasn't it Randy Orton? Yes, it was. Yep. Mm. But hold on, Randy Orton had uh oh, man, he's had Rev Theory's voices burning my light. Uh with well, both of agree. Well, you know he liked to uh, recycle stuff, but um you know the one word is just stuck. Mm-hmm. With the characters. I remember the first time I heard it was on one of the SmackDown games. He came out, and I said, what the hell is that? So I, I picked Kane again and just let it play, and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that one of the, uh, the PlayStation ones. Mm-hmm. That, Same thing with Benoit. And that's one of the reasons why I would I would love to wrestle Benoit, because I would always, his interesting, 
and the words, and I'm like, that that theme song of Benoit, the theme song of Kane, like they were songs that I listened to every day oh, for yeah. maybe three years straight. Shoot, freaking Chris but, Benoit! I mean, when he won a championship, uh, you know, when I was uh, there in a uh, MSG, it seemed like that song played forever. We was all jamming to it. Eddie mm-hmm. came down, he was all just jamming to it. Like, man, that thing just got you pumped. You know, just in your head, it's a hell of a damn good song. You know, as soon as you heard that, and you know, he's like, oh, somebody's about to get towed up. There's no holding me back. Yep. Those are good old um, days. Uh, whatever by Our Lady Peace. That's the name of the song. Yeah. And they don't, but they don't play the song. They don't even play the song at live sets anymore. They won't play it at all, which is understandable. Yeah, with the tragedy surrounding Chris Benoit, I, I get it. Hurts, but I get it. Like I said, you know, I'm a fan just for clarity of the character Chris Benoit. You know, I don't know Chris Benoit. Well, yeah, we we don't know him. Fan of, but I I know the wrestler Chris Benoit, one of the greatest. To ever step in a square circle, I said it earlier. I mean it. Beat the brakes off of you. I mean, I'll get. I mean, as much as I like seeing uh, Kenny Omega's uh, Snapdragon and and you know all these other people that's doing these uh, uh, you know belly to backs and snap suplexes off. Nobody just pow just just hit you like that. I mean, his his body of work and the way he. He uh, performed his moves with the equivalent to me of watching Bret Hart wrestle. And I challenge anybody to watch Bret Hart do his moves and try to see it happen in less than two motions, depending on what the move is. Like his, when he threw a punch, it was one motion. Pow! One stop. Everybody else, you may be a, 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 a turn in a punch or something else. Bret Hart was pow! His entire body moved at the same time. This is a work of art. Work of art. But speaking of work of art, that was a Hall of Fame for the 2020 and 2021. So we're going to wrap up this drop in the bucket because we are coming back on Thursday for our reaction show to uh, what? 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 Well, we didn't talk about any of the legacy folks, Le- the legacy inductees. I apologize. Because I like the fact that they put in Pistol Pez. Yeah. And uh, Shaska uh, Watley. Ethel Johnson, yeah. Yeah, Ethel Johnson. Shaska I like Williams. I agree. Yep. Yep. Well, I can't say anything about those people because you gentlemen watched them wrestle live. So uh, inform me, enlighten me. Well, Pit, like, well, if you watch. How do you think I am? Well, I watched. I actually got. I actually watched Pistol Pez Watley when he was wrestling in the old in, in the old NWA. You know, he was one of those like I don't, I don't want to call him a jobber, but he was one of those. In, yeah, in, he, in he, guys. He, he, was, he was. He was. I mean, you know, towards the end of his career, he was. Toward the, I'm not. I'm talking about like back in the back in the old NWA days. Oh yeah, yeah. Back, back in this back in the old studio in back in the old studio days of the NWA, when uh they were they when they were uh wrestling in Florence on television, and they would have him go into the ring with some with the big names and whatnot. I mean, 
Pistol Pants, Pistol Pants actually had some good matches with Flair and Dusty mm-hmm. and and uh, all those top top guys and whatnot. You know him and and uh, the Italian Stallion and and um, all those other guys that they would just they would throw in the ring with them just to have a good five ten minutes on television. You yep. know they were put they were putting up some good matches. And then when he turned heel and became Shaska Watley, you know he, he was a, he was a great he was a great heel. I mean he never he was a, he was a mid, it was like he was like a mid card heel, but he was still a great heel. And like he said, like they said, I mean he wrestled in pretty much every territory out there. He was all over the place. Yep. So for so for for Pez Watley to get inducted as as a legacy. You know that's that's a big deal. Um, Time wise, KG, you would have seen uh, some of his matches aired at two or uh, three a.m. Uh, on either Thursday, Friday, or Saturday night, depending on when they wanted to plug it in there. They would, uh, you know, throw some of those old uh, wrestling shows on. That's that's how I saw. Them. And then what was then what was it in Ethel what? Uh, Ethel Johnson. Ethel Johnson, yeah, she was the first. She was, she was under. She trained under Moolah back in the day, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you saw the uh, Dark Side of the Ring on Moolah, but they mm-hmm. talked about her and they talked to his her son, who's a uh, who's a pastor in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and um and and uh, was talking about all the, all the problems that she had and you know uh, wrestling and being a black woman wrestling, being a black. Oh, yeah. Being black and a woman wrestling in those days, you know, it was rough on her. So, you know, talking about how she would get uh, sexually abused or raped or in, or in different situations and having to um, deal with deal, deal as a black woman in those days, you know, for her, for her to get in, that's a big deal as well. Now, hold on, wait. So she, but she also went by the name Georgia Brown too, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That. See, they called her by her government. I know her as Georgia Brown. Because, you know, whenever I'm watching Dark Side of the Ring, I got my phone in my hand and I'm I'm researching. As they're talking, I'm researching, learning, you know, more that they can't talk about in the episode. So I'm learning more and more and more. So I, I got you now. I, now I know who, who, who I was like, she looks familiar. That looks like Georgia Brown. I, but I wasn't sure. And I was running around doing something. But all right, I, I'm with you. I was saying that, you know, y'all probably watch him live. I was jo- I was half joking. I was half joking. No, but I did watch Fez Wilder live. I did watch Fez Wilder live. He tried to slide that in. Like, fool, I heard what you said. <laughs> I mean, like you said and then, like, you, you brought up Stop the Death Steve Williams. I mean. Yep. Now, you know, I did watch him. Yeah. Jo- uh, JR is always talking about the Boomer Sooner. That's who he was mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah, you know, now, I, I can't wait to find on Twitter JR's reaction to uh, Doctor Death going in. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna, that's gonna be for a while. He can't yeah. paint for that for a while. And to see him and Terry Gordy tag teaming, mm. uh, the, the 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 what is the Miracle Violence connection? Oh my God, that was the uh, closest to I would say, in my opinion, the LOD. It's like you don't want to face them. Mm. Oh, and to see them two, and to see, see those two teams in the ring together. Oh yeah, oh, that was that was. Oh, don't you talking about some classic matches? Oh yeah. But now, two things I know about Doctor Death, Steve Williams. Now I remember his last WWF run. 
Uh, I remember he was slated to win Brawl for it all. They wanted him to win that. That was he was the man that's supposed to win that. That was a vehicle for him. But uh, I heard that he was one of the toughest mm, son of a you know what outside the ring, but one of the safest in the ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was up there with Haku when it came to the tough guys in, the, in wrestling. Right. Like, you don't really want to mess with him outside of the ring. But he'll take care of you inside of the ring. But mm-hmm. he, he, he he could put you down. And, and then also... With the exception of um, Brawl <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But he got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah. And then also, you got... Uh, he beat cancer. Came back. That They told him he wasn't going to survive the cancer. Came back and wrestled. Wrestle some more mm-hmm. until the cancer returned, and he continued to wrestle. Like his story alone should get more of a highlight than what it does. Dude, I wait and, for somebody to do a Terry Funk documentary. Oh man! As long as Terry Funk was wrestling, God dang! Ain't Terry Funk still wrestling? Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> so I can honestly say Terry Funk been wrestling my whole life. <laughs> That's a damn shame. Keep wrestling, Wait, Terry. Now, we talked about theme music. Dr. Death Steve Williams' theme music in WWF. Man. WWF attitude. Well, you know who you think, right? It's all Jim would John. use him. I would, I would use his theme music for all my creative wrestlers because that right there, it means I'm coming out to kick your ass. <laughs> and then I'm going back in the back. I'm going to have me a beer. You pick yourself up. But I think that was overdue, and it would have been great if you could have had JR there to induct him yeah. and tell the stories. But, hey, um, it, it's just the world we live in right now because of uh, the pandemic and everything. So I understand. I'm not upset, but I understand. Well, we'll see what happened last. Well, what happens next year, considering that you know, there is some line crossing with um, Eric Bischoff. Going in. With Eric Bischoff going in, but also having two, yeah, I think it's only been two, uh, maybe three, could be three um, spots uh, or segments in AEW. So next year, oh, and <laughs> Chris Jericho being on a broken skull sessions on Sunday. Wow. But I think that's going to be your ramp up for next year. 2022, Chris Jericho will be a Hall of Famer in the WWE. Wow. Just think about that. Mark my words. Does Peacock have? They're they're like, yeah, um, Steve, we're going to interview him, and we're going to play it after WrestleMania. Wow. So, so that that shows who has the uh, proverbial stroke, if you will. Yeah, when it comes down to what's airing on that network, that's like uh, CM Punk uh, being on Fox. Like we're cutting that check. Ain't got to do with exactly. Wow. I know Jericho's so, like. <laughs> now, before we get out of here, I asked you gentlemen a question. I want to get you your recorded responses. Now, Jericho's going to be on Broken Skull Sessions. How close are we to the All Worlds Collide pay-per-view that I've been asking for for two and a half years now? How long has AEW been around? Two and a half years? It's been two years, right? It'll still be two. No, it's only only been a year. 
Well, yeah. they've been talking about it <clears throat> this year. Or earlier this year. That was January, February. It just okay. Uh, yeah, one year. But how, how close are we to getting that pay-per-view? Um, and I say that because you got AEW crossing the fence, talking to Impact, talking to NWA. They're talking to everybody. Now they're, they're talking to the WWE. Now you take all four of those, and then you have an invasion angle with New Japan, and, and they got a working relationship with New Japan. Uh, WWE used to have a working relationship. You burn Ring of Honor in it. You put everything up there, and you let it go. You let everybody go two and a half hours of nothing but the best wrestling you've ever seen from all around the world. How close are we getting to that pay-per-view and possibly us leaving our day job because the type of check that they got to cut us for this idea is going to be huge. Well, it'll be about two years. And it'll be without WWE. <clears throat> But then you or can't call the rules. Come on, NXT people in it, but not WWE proper. They'll let they'll let NXT cross the bridge, but you know you're not going to see John Cena. You know, what I'm saying it's not going to be on that level, but it'll be Johnny Gargano. <laughs> that's, well, that's if John Cena stuff. showed up, you still wouldn't see John Cena. Yeah, that's true. But luckily, you'll be able to see us uh, Thursday as we do our NXT takeover. Double Night Special, which is uh, Thursday Night Throwdown Takeover, if I remember correctly. Then we'll be back on Friday for our Countdown Mayhem show, where we're going to be doing uh, all kind of crazy top tens. And uh, I'll probably piss KG off because all of my number ones will be the Killer Bees. Then Saturday, mm. we're going to have our Night One of WrestleMania reaction show. And then the big night on Sunday, which is WrestleMania proper, we will be following up an ending Mania week with uh, our reactions and opinions on the night two, two, two of WrestleMania. So you still get to see us, ladies and gentlemen, for a couple more days this week. So we appreciate y'all uh, joining us on this little Hall of Fame uh, reaction show and um uh, we look forward to uh, coming back to you on Thursday with some NXT. Any final words, guys? We're not doing picks. Any picks tonight? What are we picking? NXT. Is that tonight? <laughs> That's not program notes, is it? Oh God! Okay, you was you over there yawning a little while ago, so yeah, he, 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 it's past your bedtime. It's past oh, your bedtime. This is the one week out of the year he don't let us sleep. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, know that he 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 he's very very uh, precise about what he does during WrestleMania week, and it does not include sleeping for us. No, no. It, he's ready. It. He's ready to go to bed, get his Vaseline, stroke one off of, off of Molly Holly, and then and call it a night. Molly, oh Molly, Molly. So, hello, my Molly. Molly. Hello, Molly. Hello, my ragtime girl. <laughs> uh, I, I guess we can do the picks off it, and then we'll just come back with them. Uh, I don't know. I may make this a pick-free week on NXT TakeOver. We'll only do it on Formania. Okay. 
the the show is changing, which is uh, has changed a little bit. Uh, so I didn't get a chance to go back through and look over uh, the finalized version of what the call. We don't, have to do, we don't have to do picks. I was just I was just messing with. Oh, you. you're right. It's the one time James looks at the production notes, so I appreciate that. But uh, you know, through uh, some interesting scenarios and you know the Hall of Fame being what it was, and by crime and such, and my boo being on there. Just lost Tama and Track. And, uh, and KG, I don't know what the heck you doing? <laughs> you, need to, you need to quit that with all that yawning, man. That's not a good look. I know, right? It is. It's rough out here in the streets. It's been a long day. Long day. Tired of stuff. I don't know. We can't hear what you're saying, KG. Oh, there we go. I said it's hard out here for a pimp. It is. It's extra hard. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to let y'all go in our uh, Hall of Fame They Made a Tired as Hell episode. Um, and then Thursday, I promise we'll have about uh, a pinch more energy or, you know, salt bait more energy to be able to uh, talk about two nights of NXT TakeOver. This is